Francesca Rudkins here. Kia ora. Hi, good morning. Hey, uh, two different films to tell us about this morning. Let's begin with a listen to Bullet Train. Talk to me. I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. I think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. When you hear the term bullet train, I immediately think of Japan, and this is where the film is set. you're in the right place. Yes, well done. Um, (laughs) This is good fun. Brad Pitt's having a ball in this film, and um, he really drives this film. I think it's very much driven by this his performance. Think lots of wacky chit-chat like a Tarantino film. There's quite a lot of violence and some very good action like a John Wick film. Take a little bit of the edginess from a Guy Ritchie kind of, you know, crime um, comedy sort of caper and you've got Bullet Train. It's quite an interesting film because there's really kind of no narrative or plot to it. It's it's a pretty simple idea. It's basically a group of assassins find themselves on the bullet train going from Kyoko to Tokyo to Kyoto. And there's all different reasons why they're on the train. They don't quite realise that they're all on the train. Um, but obviously as things progress, this journey <laughs> continues. They all come into contact with each other. And, of course, the key is trying to work out who has masterminded this trip, who has sort of manipulated them all to be in this one place at the one time and why. And so there's a few flashbacks to each character and sort of who they are and that gives you some clues as to why they might be on this train. Um, But the rest of the time, they're just fighting each other and battling to stay alive, basically. (laughs) Um, It's – look, it's – the stunts, I think, are good. The action's good. It's directed by David Leach. He was a stuntman, and he directed Deadpool 2 and Hobbs and Shaw. This is his kind of forte. Um, the action's fun. There are some good lines on here. There are some dated jokes that don't work. It's quite – it's 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 – you know, it tends to be quite a fast-paced, fast-moving film. But at some yeah. point, I also went, I need, this to, I need this to pick up a bit. And actually, what they needed to do was cut 10 to 15 minutes out. There are some good surprise cameos. As far as the ensemble cast goes, it's a real mixed bag. I think some people got good material. Some people got some pretty light characters and don't really get the, the opportunity to yeah, make the right. most of it. This is not a great Brad Pitt movie, but he is great in it and clearly having fun. And if you want some big, dumb fun and a bit of a ride on a fast train. This is for you. <laughs> I'm into big dumb fun. <laughs> okay, that's bullet train. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's have a listen to the many saints of Newark. Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us he's a leader. Now, when we hear the name Soprano and we think of New Jersey, (laughs) we usually think of one family. 
Yes, The Sopranos. So this is written by the creator of The Sopranos, David Chase. And the whole idea was it's a film as opposed to a TV show. And it was released in the States last year and it didn't actually do very well. And that was largely because probably The Sopranos audience now is middle-aged and they were the last demographic really to head back into the cinemas. You know, the kids all went back for the, the Marvel films, Jack, but but a lot of adults were really um, <laughs> slow to get back to the movies. So it's finally been released here. Or it's been released here on Neon. And it's a prequel to The Sopranos. So it's set in the 1960s and 70s in New Jersey. It's divided kind of into two parts so when Tony Soprano's a kid in about 1967 and then when he's a teenager in the early 70s but it's not just Tony's backstory it's also designed to be a standalone film against a film that looks at the tensions and rivalries between Italian-American and African-American crime enterprises. Um, look it's quite fun to revisit these characters and actually they've, they've matched them physically really well these mm. younger players to their counterparts in the TV show. Um, but I do think the film captures the spirit of the source material, but it doesn't quite live up to the original material. I think two people are going to enjoy this. If you've never seen The Sopranos, watch this film and then start the tally series. It'll actually be a ah, really great introduction for you. Okay. Or if you are a huge diehard fan, you might enjoy watching this film because if you're a super fan, you'll probably pick up all these little cues and go, Oh, oh, that's why that or that's that or da, da, da. So I think it probably works as a standalone film. As I say, it doesn't really kind of live up to the original material. There was supposed to be a TV series come out of this film. It, once again, still a prequel to The Sopranos, but I don't think the film was, you know, sort of picked up well enough that yeah. that is in the, on the cards at the moment. So we'll wait and see. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're a fan of The Sopranos, have a look and see what you think. Nice. Okay, great. Thank you, Francesca.